Hello guys, my name is Yoki Bello. If you guys haven't heard of me, I'm a podcaster. The ones who inform people about Nigerian history, one podcast at a time. Remember to follow me if you haven't, and please spread my podcast on social media sites so more people can learn about Nigerian history. And leave rings below to let me know how I'm doing. Thank you guys so much for helping the podcast reach 500 downloads. You guys are amazing, and you guys are the reason why I do this podcast. And you guys are the reason why this podcast is doing so well. Today's fun fact is that the Kofar Mata Dye Pit in Kano, Nigeria, is the oldest dye pit in Africa. The dye pit was established in 1498. If you guys are wondering what a dye pit is, it's basically a pit that produces the fabric mostly mostly used um, from old techniques. I highly recommend you guys to check it out. For today's episode, we will be talking and learning about the Igala Kingdom. Often referred to as the Igala Kingdom or the Kingdom of Ida, it was a pre-colonial West African state that was situated in the Middle Belt or North Central region of Nigeria, near the eastern region of the confluence of the rivers of Niger and the Benue River. The Atta serves as the Igala Emperor, National Father, and Spiritual Head, and the capital of Igala is Ida. The Igala Kingdom was established by the Igala people. History has it that the Yoruba, Idoba, Ibo, and Jukud inspired and impacted the Igala Kingdom, and is mostly made up of these tribes' ancestors who settled and intermarried with the original Igala populations. The term Anigala refers to the region of Igala land, where speakers of the Igala language can be found. Furthermore, the earliest settlements of the Igala kingdom were established by the progenitors of the current Igala Bella, whose names derive from the phrase the nine Igala. The family heads controlled two or more headsteads that made up a sizable unit of settlement. The in-laws and the domestic slaves were integrated into the settlement on a condition that they acknowledged their social and political limits in Pacific areas. Memberships of these basic settlements were firmly based on family relationships. Some people believe that many antelopes were present when the Gallup people first immigrated into the area, which is why they attribute to the title Igala, which also means uh, antelope in Yoruba. Their dialects, which include Ibaji, Ida, Dikunu, Ugunu, and Ibu, are said to be somewhat related to Yoruba and Iskari. However, it is unclear where the Igala originally came from. Another group of people think that they're an extension of the Fulani from Yemen, Yemen or Benin. Thus, one thing can be inferred from all of these disagreements is that the Igala culture is probably a sin, a, a, a synetic a melting pot of a variety of languages and civilizations, and as a result can be linked to a wide range of other cultures. The title Atta of Igala, which means father in Arabic, is used to refer to the Igala Kingdom's historic king. The Igala Kingdoms, which had which has historically had female rulers, including the first Atta to be to do so recognizes the value of female leadership. Nine traditional councils, including the Ida capital, govern Angala. 
Therefore, the head of each of the nine councils, the king Unu, who was chosen by religious ceremony through a convoluted system of traditional rites and proceedings, in addition, Angpa Ajaka Ugualu Ugumi Omalo Olamaboro and Ayingba of the seven gala councils. Each council historically has had a different level of traditional administration, which was based on taxation on land owners, fishers, and market vendors. The Atta in the Gala Kingdom is the title given to the monarch of the realm. Thus, the first Atta was a woman named Ibule Junu. Her brother, Agana Pulge, the father of Idoko, succeeded her. Atiyali was the first son of Idoko. He moved eastward of the kingdom to build the Angpa kingdom. While Aibega, the second son of Idoko, succeeded his father as Ata Igala. Let's talk a little bit about the past and present culture now. According to legend, Uma Idoko sacrificed his beloved daughter by burying her alive in order for Igala to defeat a Jukun ruler uh, and in a war of liberation. While Ata Eme Obonu is recognized for his fierce resistance to the British and fight to protect the ancient customs of the Igala country. He is also considered to be exceedingly brave and resolute. He killed himself in order to thwart the British government's attempt to have him removed and banished. After passing his predecessor, Ata Ijale Ayulu Obaje in 2012, Idagu Michael Ahmed too took over as the 27th Igala. Most regions of the kingdom, like Angpa, used three deeply cut horizons, horizontal recurves on each side of their face next to their lips as a means of identification. The Igala people no longer engage in this practice, which was frequent during the intertribal conflicts during the 17th and 18th century. The Gala people have traditionally been agricultural people who cultivate a broad variety of regional crops, including yams, taro, pumpkin, squash, corn, peanuts. Both palm and kernels are becoming an important crash crop among the Gala people. The Gala people serve the supreme being known as Ojo. To them, the Ojo is the traditional notion of God among the Gala people because he is seen as being almighty who granted the gods and spirits control over their various aspects of human life. In their day-to-day -day interactions, these gods and spirits deal directly with people. However, the Igala still practice Ifa, which is their traditional religion. According to Igala, the form of worship is based on reverence for and faith in ancestor spirits. Shrine-keeping is a common practice among many groups of people, including family communities and individuals. The practice of traditional worship of the Igalas and those who practice it is known as custodians, is known as custodians or those who practice, is known as, I'm sorry, I got caught up a little bit there. So, those who practice it, um, 
those who practice it are known and they practice traditional worship and are knowledgeable about oral tradition, including the usage of herbs and plants, Judy illnesses. Some others practice Judaism. This is all for the episode, and don't forget to email me at rakib at you at gmail.com if you guys have any questions or you guys want to talk to me about anything. R-A-Q-I-B-A-D-I-O at gmail.com Thank you guys so much for tuning into this podcast, and now I'm going to tune out. Peace.